You know what the funny thing is? They called that. If you saw two tight a previous show against our and their tight ends, like Dale did, definitely monsters. They can go seven, six, five, six, nine. And I don't want to be Good morning, everybody. We are the Talking Hats coming at you on this chilly Saturday morning out here in Virginia. Uh, I'm Dale, that's Harish, and like I said, we are the Talking Hats. Um, it's been a, a, a busy week, uh, needless to say, um, in the sports world this week. So we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of topics to jump into, and then whatever else pops up as we, as we go along here. So um, Harish, I'll kick it over to you. Um, you can go to get us started, uh, really any one of these topics. We're going to have a lot to say about all of us. So wherever you want to start, man, it's up to you. Let's start with like the Wizards back-to-back -back losses with the last buzzer beater, the two buzzer beating shots, and also yesterday's horrific loss to the Bulls again. The Let's talk about when they played the Bulls the first time around. They were in it, man. I mean, we were talking offline. They were in it throughout the entire game, but I just don't understand like certain – like maybe it's the way I'm looking at it. And since I'm not an expert, I, I can't really understand some of the switching that happens, but maybe, maybe you can probably enlighten, like, you know, you know, maybe shed some light on it is how, why would you have Corey Kispert coming off of a, of a screen or something to get DeMar DeRozan free and try to guard DeMar, De, DeMar DeRozan, who's one of the best closers in the game. Like, why would you have that? Like, and how did that defensive scheme even work out that way? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, on that on that last possession, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, Denny had been guarding him all game. And, and Denny, I mean, despite the fact that DeRozan had a, a good game, he's a great player, so there's only so much you can do. Um, Denny made him take tougher shots than he's uh, used to taking due to his length and due to the fact that he's just proven himself to be a, a solid defender in this league. Um, he's been very solid all year. So knowing that they're going to do whatever they can to free DeRozan of, of that defensive matchup. And they did that um, with the screens on that setup on that last play. And that led to that game winning shot. And, and, and truth be told, no matter who was guarding him, I mean, that's just, he put up a prayer and his prayer was answered. I mean, that's, that's just, that's a, that loss. I mean, I, they're playing against the one seed, you know, I hate any loss, but you know, I'll, I'll give them that one. I'm not going to, beat them up over that one they just that's just bad luck um but the loss to houston the buzzer beater on that one that came down to again another another switch like you're like you're talking about the switches and and that leads me into i don't know what they were doing with that with their lineup in that situation why do you right. have Neto on the floor in that situation like he a guy of his height you know that they're going to be trying to take some kind of shot He's not a threat to block anybody's shot, so I'd have more length on the floor in that in that scenario. I'm not sure what happened on that. I don't, you know, yeah. I, I, I wonder if somebody asked the coach about that, like why Neto was even on the floor there. Yeah, maybe they had him on the court because of something. I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to do the thing, but it just didn't make because because the because the because Porter Jr. who took the shot is like six five, six six, six whatever, and and Neto's like what six one, even if that on a good if day. If he is six five, six six, he's long, so he looks. I, I I don't know his height, but he looks taller than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, and I was like, Neto, when he jumped, he he's didn't six four. He's, he's he's a long six, six four. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, that was that one that irritated me the most because they should have never they sh a they, they should have never been in that position, and b not, um, not against that team. 
not against that team yet. They're not the same team that they used to be. Like, let's call, let's be real. The Houston Rockets are not the Houston Rockets of old, but they do have a very young talent, which makes, okay. that's why, that's why it's so frustrating is the Wizards have a very veteran, a very young veteran team. I would put it that way, right? They have a good mix of young guys, good mix of veteran guys. They should have blown the doors off of them. Like yeah. blown the doors no off of them. No doubt about it. Um, and, 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 and it's kind of getting back to our, our question that we've asked is how mentally prepared are they for these games? Pikachu. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a holiday Pikachu cup. Holiday um, Pikachu. Nice, nice. Gift? Mm-hmm. From, oh, from did you wifey, like your gift? From wifey. From, uh, did, you, did, you like our, did you like our Christmas gift? Sorry, not to get off the topic, but. Your, your perfume shirts? you gave me? That and also the shirts with you and for you and Xander, the matching shirts. Which shirts? If, if they're, uh, the if they're... Adidas or it was blue shirts. It was both were blue. Um, I think there were Adidas or. I haven't seen my shirts yet, so I have to scold uh, scold my Asian wife about, <laughs> about the fact that I haven't received my gifts yet. I I didn't know about the shirts. Um, yeah, so we... so I will have to get those after the show then. Um, yeah. But the 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 perfume um, is it good. Yeah, and I didn't like. I'm out of touch with all everything going on uh, here, you know, and and culture, pop culture, and all that. But my nephew saw. He saw it. He was like, like he, you know, he was like amazed by that brand. So, you know, I didn't know anything about it, but he he gave his stamp of approval. So now I know it's a good brand, and I've been wearing it. So yeah. Good okay, deal. good. Because I because I was afraid because I I because I'm a I love cologne and stuff. So I so uh-huh. every kind of thing I, I try to like you know save up and get a little bit here and there. So I didn't know what you would like. So I was like, let me start off with like the safest one that I think is good, even because I would wear it too. Because I don't want to give something else that I wouldn't wear. <laughs> no, it's that's that was a good choice. And like Very I said, nice. it's okay. it's apparently cool, you know cool. the kids are into it, so that means it's yeah. cool. So I guess I'm I guess I'm cool. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a bunch of wise guys like us, wise wise men, need to sometimes, you know, take a step back and kind of. Ch- we're, we're still in it. We're still we're still OGs of the of, of of the game. You are. You're. Wait, are you forty yet? I am forty. I was I about 40. to say you are because you're not forty yet, but you're you're forty right on the dot. So I'm forty um, right on the dot. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with the fact that I'm not cool. I I'm I'm forty two. I'm a dad. So I mean. It is what it is. Uh, I, I, you know, I am what I am. Uh, whatever. I have. I have my day. <laughs> true, true. But to, to, to wrap this back up with the Houston, the same thing. They can't like like it's just a maturity factor, right? It's like in my mind, it's like their mental their mental maturity is not there yet. Physically and and and, and athletically, they're probably on paper they're probably one of the best teams. Um, when it comes to skill one of the best teams on paper. No question. I, I just feel that their, their mentally is not there. And I think that takes time, but how long of a time they better figure it out real quick. If they want to take the next steps, you know, and to piggyback on that, I, I, I you know, their mental aptitude, I guess is still, like you said, they're still maturing in that aspect. And um, that takes me back to what I've been saying about Kyle Kuzma. Um, finally realizing the kind of talent he he has, the kind of talent he is, um, he's the kind of player who can be the face of a franchise. Um, I I exaggerate sometimes. I, sometimes I fall into hyperbole when it comes to certain players here and there. But uh, you know, I've been hyping up Kuzma since his rookie year, and I never felt like I was just I wasn't just I was never kidding 
when I was saying these things because he demonstrates that he 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 was just he was a hot and cold up and down player, but he showed flashes that I showed me who he could be. Mm-hmm. And this season he's being more consistent because his role is more consistent. And um, I think he's growing and blossoming into that type of player. And I think he still is going to get there, especially by the end of this season. Um, oh, agreed. And then their recent struggles, I think, also. And I keep using this excuse, and I hate to, but it, I mean, it's the the fact of the matter is their roster is. It's thin right now because they've got injuries and illnesses. Um, with Harold being out, you know, last night's game, Monroe got on the court. He looked, in his limited time, he looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the lineup that I would like to see for them starting, I mean, him, uh, Monroe, I mean, he's fresh on the roster. But I, I like to see him start just to shore up the middle. Um, and he has uh, shown that he's a, an adequate passer at that position, too. He showed that in, in uh, Minnesota before he got here. That he's been he's a great passer. I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. last night he threw a couple of good passes too. So you have that coming out of the five spot. That's huge. Um start him. Um have uh I mean I, for now, since Rui's not back, you could go with either Kuzma at the four or or Gafford and, and leave Harold in his in his bench spot when he comes back. Mm-hmm. That's where he that's where he flourishes. Um maybe have Gafford at four to have some toughness. Kuzma at three, Bill and Dinwiddie. Hmm. And then and then try to slow the game down a little bit because they're getting run off the floor here recently with these high scores. And early yeah. in the season, they were keeping the games low, and that was helping them out on the defensive end too. So that's what I'd like to see them get back to. I want them to attack more the basket instead of setting for mm-hmm. these three-point shots. Absolutely. I mean, they have the talent to score the three, but as the old saying goes, you live by the three and you can die by the three. Yeah. And Kuzma, I mean, as we have always stated and you stated in the beginning – he ta- he's just a different kind of player and he's attacking the basket more and he's getting more and he's getting the fouls on the fouls thing. I'm going to go back to the game against the Chicago bulls. Those yeah. refs blew that game. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even though, uh, even though um, it came down to the last shot or whatever, it was a span in the fourth quarter or in the third or fourth quarter. If I remember it was very tight bills going down and he, and he did some, I think it was the fourth quarter. He fouled out. I think it was the fourth quarter. He fouled out of the game. Or is it, th- it was third or fourth? I don't remember. But one was, of those. Two I think quarters. it was nine minutes to go. Um, and, I to go. and I sent out a tweet saying uh, these refs are out of control or something like that. I, I was yeah, watching the yeah. game. I was hot. Yeah, I mean that step back. They wouldn't have called it on Steph. They wouldn't have called it on LeBron. They wouldn't Garbage have called ball. it on anybody. Bill should ha- should demand that respect. He should. And demand they challenged that. it and still lost. Like it was clear, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, I mean. I just think that like this recent loss to the bulls kind of shows that they need to kind of, they, they are very depleted thin. I mean, and they also need to take a step back as, as we, as, as the thing is not take too many threes, get inside the paint, because if I look at it, they're making more, more shots in the paint than they have three pointers. So why not take advantage of that? Like if you score two, four, like if you score two points, it's better than scoring no points and getting back on defense and, you know, kind of let them in. Yeah. And, and a game like last night's game, um, it got away from them. Yeah. They, it was it was close even into the fourth quarter, but it started mm-hmm. to get away from them because because of the fact that they are so thin. Uh, Chicago's bench is that that's where they took over. There, Kobe White came in and he was I mean he was hot all game. Um, but Lonzo uh, Ball, yeah, he he yeah. made what six seven threes. Um, yeah. But that's Chicago's second unit uh, cemented that that victory for them. Uh, the score was closer than mm-hmm. than the game. Uh, it was. It was just frustrating. Like it's. It's just like they they were there for the taking. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it kind of showed that like 
you can play Chicago tough and 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 you can you you can like kind of stick with them, you know. There uh, Chicago's Chicago is not a world beater, but at the same time that if they're, they're on that seat. night they're the one seed, so I mean <laughs> they are the one seed, but the Wizards show that if you can hang with them, you can hang with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're not like the Golden State Warriors where they'll just come and just blow you, like you know, just blow you away, you know. Because and 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 that's what I felt. That's why I felt so angry yesterday. Is that I was like, guys, you were only down by eight points, like eight points, and then all of a sudden it blossomed to ten. I think, and then they lost by eight. So yeah. it's just like it, it was just frustrating to see that they were just. I think they get into a panic. Maybe, uh, maybe it's me. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dale, but I think they just get into a panic and these are, they start taking threes. They don't they don't do the extra passing, and and I guess I think it's just absolutely like, the extra passing. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that was in my mind as I was watching the game last night. How well Chicago moved the ball, um, and that put the Wizards in bad spots defensively because the ball was moving so well in, in Chicago's offense. And um, Billy Donovan, he he's known for running. Um, a fairly efficient offensive system with a lot of ball movement. And I, I noticed that that was, that was catching the Wizards off guard in, in their defensive um, matchups. Um, just the fact that they weren't coming down, you know, one shot and then we run back down the court. They're mm-hmm. moving the ball around and that was catching the Wizards off guard. And the Wizards need to be playing that kind of basketball. And they were early in the yeah. season. If you look at their scoring trends, early in the season when the scores were low, they were moving the ball around a lot. Bio wasn't scoring a lot. Like it was very even distribution and success. Here lately, with everybody being out of the lineup, um, Bill has been taking more. He's been in the driver's seat more, um, so the ball is not moving a lot. Defenses know how to set up. The, you can stop one guy with the right defense, mm-hmm. and so that's what's been happening to them on the offensive end. You've been getting those outbursts from Kuzma to help even things out a little bit, but I want to see them as people come start to come back into the lineup. I want to see them start moving the ball more like they were in the beginning and slowing the game down. That's gonna that's gonna play to their strengths, their mm-hmm. size. Um, they, they've got one of the bigger teams in the league. So slowing the game down is really going to help them out on both, both, both ends of the court. Yeah, I think they should kind of administer like the triangle offense. I think they have the capabilities doing the triangle offense. Because... And you even said pick and roll, too. You brought that up before, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. that pick and roll, because I don't want Bill to handle the ball, even though people say this, that. Yeah. He, 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 they, 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 I, they just need to stop. He's just. I hate that. I hate yeah. it. It, he can take the ball after half court. You can, he can have like Kuzma or uh, D- Danny bring up the ball. I want, I've been wanting Danny to bring the ball up since last year. Like that's, he's, he, he's a point forward, man. I don't yeah. know if you saw any of his uh, footage from before he got Israel? drafted. Yeah. His Israeli foot. Like that's what he does. Yeah. And I, I think he would thrive in that role. I think that will help the team out. Um, I don't know if they'll get there. He hasn't been playing that role. He, he takes it sometimes when he gets rebounds and just does it. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd like to see him play that role. Yeah, and and, and I think that that that'll alleviate the pressure from Dinwiddie and yeah. Beal. Absolutely. Like, okay, we 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 can we we can rely on like a big. He's pretty much a big with ball skills, right? Yeah. So I just want Bill to be that shooter that can just come across and shoot that ball and not worry about taking it because he's already responsible for scoring, defense, all that. Adding something else to his plate, I don't think is going to help. It's it's helping the team. It's actually even Kuzma can take the ball up. <laughs> he's six and he, he does that too sometimes when he gets the board. He'll he'll um, just take off with it. And I like seeing that out of him. I like seeing him just with the ball in his hands and mm-hmm. being as, as aggressive as possible um, yes. because. If he doesn't do that, then, like I said, Bill will come down and the ball will just stay in Bill's hands. I want Kuzma to take every opportunity he can 
to just just have the ball in his hands. So yeah, you know what? I play. think we're I think we're the biggest Kyle Kuzma fan club right now. I'm a bigger fan of him than his parents. Yes, he needs to know I would this. say that. Yes, I just and believe Kyle him. Kuzma. If you ever listen to our podcast, you're more than welcome to come on because we're your biggest fans. Like we were, we were, we were the biggest. I've been hyping you since day one. Yep. Like I, I, when that trade happened, Dale and I were like, this is, it, it's going to be amazing. People, people were like, no, this and that, but we, we knew what we had. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody knows me, you know, I'm not a jock sniffer. I'm not out here. Um, I mean, you know, my history, I, I, I don't, I don't get all, you know, into athletes like that. I, you know, I, been through what I've been through. Everybody is just a regular person to me. So for me yep. to like really be impressed by somebody's game and really like gush about how I believe in somebody's game, like that's, that's coming from a place that's like sincere. That's real. So like yeah. Kyle, man, I, I see, I see what you, I think you have Durant like talent, bro. Like seriously. Yeah, so, dude. Uh, no, no. If he can like be consistent in his shooting, like be consistent in his like you know shooting outside, I mean, no, he, how can you not yeah. compare? How can that, you not compare him to Durant? His outside shot is a strength of his game. Um, where he where he has room for growth is just, I mean, being less of a team player, like yeah, just yeah. dominating more, like See, pass less. Like you, I want him to be the guy. He he yeah. can be that. Like yeah, I know he can. Yeah. I was about to ask you that that question is we have a lot of scorers who are not being selfish there. I think because yeah. I look at it this way, Dimwitty, Kuzma, um, even KCP and Beal, right? Those yeah. four maybe need to sit down one day and be like, Hey, if we're struggling or whatever, somebody needs to take over and who cares who it is? Because sometimes if you're hot, you're hot, you're not going to miss like Kuzma literally won our game against Detroit. Yeah. He hit that three point shot. Like he, yeah. he, I called him like big time, sh- big time Kuzma, fourth quarter Kuzma. Like I mean, he hit cl- or clutch Kuzma. Yeah, and, so, and clutch Kuzma has been his nickname here lately, and it's it's deserved. Like, yeah, he should be the guy with the ball in his hands down the street. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that and that can drop so many plays because if you double team Kuzma, you have Beal wide open, you have Dimwitty, you have KCP, even you have Agya, even Kispert. So you do have a lot to play with, but I think somebody, I think right now they're just, they don't know how to play in the sense that they, they, they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but sometimes you just got to, you just got to say winning is more important at this point, but to, but I, I, I mean, it, I think they'll do well. I mean, they may not get 50 wins, but they'll be in the playoff mix. <laughs> they'll be in the playoff mix. <laughs> no, they will. And and that's that takes us right into what I wanted to touch on next, where the where the stand where they are in the standings right now, um, and who's ahead of them. They're in ninth place right now at 19 and 20. Um, you've got the Hornets ahead of them uh, in eighth place at uh, 20 and 19. Then you've got the Raptors Raptors at 19 and 17. Um, Cavaliers at 22 and 17, and then the Sixers. So the top five in these Bulls, Nets, Bucks, Heat, and Sixers, I think that's, you know, they might shuffle between them five, but I think that's going to be the top five, um, unless the Wizards just, I mean, tomorrow will get healthy and then start playing the way they should be. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they get their roster, if they nail their roster down and get it consistent, stay healthy, they're easily in that, in that top five. But mm-hmm. it's hard to see that plan out because it hasn't. Um, right. With the way things are going, I, you know, if they can get healthy down the stretch, they'll probably finish around the sixth seed. Um, and then, you know, the, the Raptors, I mean, Van Bleet is good. But overall, that roster, they're probably going to end up falling out. Wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Hornets actually snuck in. Um, 
you know, but I see the Wizards around six with that with that top five being so strong. Yeah. Um, just they just got to get healthy. The talent mm-hmm. is there. I yeah. I mean, I'm looking at these other teams and their rosters. They're fine, but like top to bottom, a healthy that Wizards roster healthy. That's a strong on paper yeah. roster, like no and, question. And Thomas Bryan is back to practicing. So when he yeah. comes back slowly, like yeah, Harold's like coming back later. soon too. Yeah, and Harold comes back. I, the big missing key is Rui. Did you How hear? Yeah. Did you hear a coach on with the junkies earlier this week? Or maybe no, it was, what did he say? I think it was this week. Uh-uh. He was he was talking about Rui. You know, how we were talking about before, like mm. he's not injured. So why is he? We, we brought this up on a previous show. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an injury. So why? And we were like touching into the mental yeah. toll the Olympics stuck on him and all that. And it turns out that stuff we weren't like our speculation was right. Um, the coach kind of um, he's he supported our, our thoughts there on that. He was saying like you know it was it was draining for him. Um, he had the country on his back, and it just took a lot out of him. So mm-hmm. um, he's just he's really been recovering from that, and yeah. he still is. So yeah. um, like I mean, he, his, that's why his his return they don't they still don't know he's healthy. Yeah, it's, it's, the thing it's, is, it's like know. it's like you know I'm related to cricket, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody knows about cricket. Cricket is like the national sport of India. Which oh, is I know how serious people. cricket is in India. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a guy named Sachin Tendulkar. He's like the Michael Jordan of cricket, right? He had a every time he he started the game at age of sixteen, so he had like a billion people on his back every time he went to the World and the World Cup happens every four years. So and they just they won the World Cup in twenty eleven. So it's like a big relief on somebody who kept on going and not making the finals, not making the final. Can you imagine the criticism that he could have got he got from not only himself but from others? So. It, I kind of understand when you when you're like that guy mm-hmm. from a country who's which basketball is a, is a growing sport in Japan. Baseball is their number one sport, pretty much. I, I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe no, yeah. Baseball. And yeah. to have Rui in the NBA, I think he's the first Japanese. Um, and I think his dad's from. Uh, I forgot where his dad's from, but uh, I think his dad's from an African. I think his dad's from. Oh God, I forgot where his dad was. I forget from. all that stuff too. I don't remember. Yeah, but he's but he is a mixed um he he is interracial. Growing up in Japan, number one, that's hard. Number two, um, to have him to be the face of that Japanese basketball and have millions of people on your back and and when in Japanese in, in the Japanese culture, um, they take pride in everything that they do, and that can become very overwhelming in sports, especially in the Olympics and coming back and and not rushing him, I think, is the right thing to do because. When he is ready, he is a superstar. He, he he's only 25, too. He's 25, 26. So I mean, he, he was because we drafted him right out of that Gonzaga. He, he was he was a little bit older, but I liked I, I really liked that pick. I really did because I knew how he he's going to be. But he's 23. He's 23. So he's still young. So at the end of the day, he's still a kid. At the end of the day, he's still a kid. And when he comes back, he's gonna be really good. He's gonna be really tough to guard. Very tough to guard. And I, I just say don't rush him back because now, like we're p- things are looking at mental health even more, which is good because that is an injury that sometimes it's everything is mental. Some it's only as we used to play. It's nine. I always say it's ninety percent mental, ten percent physical. Everything's in your head, and if you're not ready in the head, you're not going to perform. Your team is going to suffer. So you'd rather get healthy and then come back, and then you know you have your teammates to pick you up. So. On that note, yeah, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't rush him back at all. Um, even yeah. if, it, even if it means he sits out the season, um, mm-hmm. I, 
the mental health thing is tough. It, it's tough to, you know, because some people use that as an excuse um, for their bad behaviors. Um, but in a situation like this, when mental health is, health is brought up here, I understand that 100% because, like you said, um, with basketball being a growing sport there and the fact that the, the hopes of the entire nation were on him, he definitely felt that pressure in the moment. And with their, um, the fact when they got eliminated, um, everything fell on him um, as the face of the team. And, I mean, I get the fact that it just took a lot out of him. And, and knowing what he's going through here, if I'm a team that's going to give him a contract like that next deal, I don't know if, if I'm – I mean, I'm thinking about putting in the contract that he can't play in the Olympics, seeing what this is doing to him. Um, mm. That's definitely something I'm considering. Uh, maybe it's just because he's young it took so much out of him. Right. But maybe, and maybe as he matures, he'll be able to handle that better. And I'm not saying he couldn't handle it before. It was a lot. I wouldn't want to go through that. No, no chance. Even at my age now, I don't – no, thank you. Um, but seeing what it's doing to him, man, I, I don't know if I'd let him do that again. If, if I'm yeah, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Very valid point. But before we end this basketball segment, um, the Glenn Consor and Mike and LeBron James. And yeah, let me share. I'm going to share the, the, my screen so you can see the tweet, everybody. Yeah. If you hadn't seen it before. Um, yeah. can you, see, you can see the, the tweet. Um, so I have my thoughts on this. You can see it, right? Yeah, I can see it. I, okay. So, yeah. So, LeBron said, oh, he thought this was cool, huh? No, we ain't going for this. Sorry, but this ain't going to fly. How insensitive can you be to say something like this? Beat it, man. I pray for you, but there's no place on our beautiful game for you. Um, so, and, and the quote is there. Kevin Jr. Porter, Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger at the right time. And um, do you, you know the backstory on all that? I do. I do. So, go ahead and touch on that real quick. And then so, we'll what happened and, and why. Yeah, so Kevin Porter Sr., um, I, I don't think they're related even. I don't think that's even his dad. No, no. Wait, right? so oh, which, Kevin one? Porter, which one is not his dad? Uh, the, the guy, um, the, 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 the person he, um, Glenn Consor was referring to, I don't think they were related. No, that's not his dad, no. Yeah, that's not his dad. And, um, and th what happened, so this incident happened, I think, back in 93, whatever. So, his, so that individual, Kevin Porter Sr., had the same, same name, no, no relation, um, shot and um, I, I don't know. He shot a three-year-old. Then he was it was an accidental discharge. Well, that Kevin Porter is Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad. Oh, that guy okay. The player who Glenn Consor. So, and I, you know, when I first heard of Kevin Porter, um, I looked at. I remember the name Kevin Porter from the Bullets. Um, mm. And so I looked it up at the time when I first heard it to see if they were related. I mean, mm -hmm. Kevin Porter Jr., his son made it. That's what I was thinking. Looked it yeah. up, and there's, there's no relation. Kevin Porter Kevin Porter is 71 years old. So he right. would have been in his 50s when he had Kevin Porter and, Jr. here. I mean, right. and that, that happens, but it's unlikely. And so yeah. Kevin Porter, who played for the Bullets, is not Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad. Right. The guy who um, committed the, the, the crime, uh, mm -hmm. the gun cri crime, and then was shot and killed in a bar, right. that is Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad. Right. And so the, confu the confusion lied within the fact that Glenn Contour just flat out didn't do his research and didn't, I mean, when you hear that, like I said, I looked it up as soon as I heard it, when I heard his name. Glenn Contour has been with this organization for so long that when he saw that, I mean, you can't just make that assumption. Look it up, confirm it before you go there. And that's, it was a flat out honest mistake. He didn't say what he said, think, knowing that Kevin, Porter's, Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad had been involved in that stuff. There's no chance he said that. LeBron jumped the gun here 
and went all down Glenn Consor's throat trying to trying to t- get his job, trying to make him lose his job. And his LeBron's platform is too big to be doing stuff like that. Yeah, Glenn Consor made a mistake, but you don't have to go for the throat here. Say, mm-hmm. man, you made you made a huge mistake. You ought to get an apology, and that's the end of it. It's not like there's no place in this game for you. Like get like grow up, LeBron. You're you you're a world. You're like your 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 stage is the world. Like your platform is too huge to be saying ridiculous stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He he always jumps the gun like this too. Use your platform to, for good. If you want to say something, say something about the injustices in China. If you want to throw out a tweet, say something about that and start worrying about your brand. Like grow up. You're going after Glenn Contouris. Like that's the man with the job. Like he's probably old enough to have doesn't have to worry about feeding his family. That's still how he makes a living. You're attacking him over a mistake. Like, get a grip. He you made a mistake. Fun. And being yeah. here in this area, I know that it was a mistake. He mm-hmm. doesn't know Glenn Contour. I've been listening to Glenn Contour on the radio since I was a kid. He's not that kind of guy. Mm-mm. He's just not. Yeah. And, and I was heated. When I when I read that tweet, I was just as heated as you. Artie had to, like, kind of calm me down. I was just like, Contour has been in this area for 20-plus years. And, and, and all of a sudden, he made one mistake, just one mistake that he didn't do his research. And we're all, we're all human, okay? We're all human. No one is perfect. Nobody is perfect in this world. And Glenn Consor actually called Kevin Porter Jr. and apologized after he made that mistake. Yeah. So that kind of shows you what kind of person he is. And he also tweeted that, I'm sorry I made a mistake. So what more do you want? And LeBron, um, like, you need to just shut up. You just need to shut up and, and 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 just listen to things. Listen before you react, because if you because remember one thing, if you point a finger, three point back at you. And at the end of the day, when you make a mistake, don't people might come after you as well. And you may say sorry and all that. But just remember, like as they, you have a big platform, use it for good, like, 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 like post positivity. Just say, hey, Glenn, you know, um, we it was it was an it, it, please make sure that next time apologize do, and, and, and get your facts straight before. So we don't. So let's make the game better instead of trying to detri- detriment the game. Like everybody makes mistakes. And I, I kind of felt that he jumped the gun. He, as you, as, as you stated that he always does this, but the problem is he has to learn from it. I mean, because one time if he's he makes a mistake. To, you know why? You know why he's not going to? No. Because nobody in his tight circle has ever checked him. Nobody has ever told him he's wrong. He keeps the circle tight and that's smart. As an athlete, you should do that. Mm-hmm. But nobody in that, everybody in that circle is too scared to walk up to him and say, hey, man, you made a mistake here. You got you to gotta, you gotta say it. You got to apologize. I mean, you just, you messed up. Nobody's going to say that to him because they, they risk being kicked out of that circle. And Tiger yeah. Woods' friends learn that the hard way when, when they want them to check them. And they don't, if you check him, you, you're out and there's no coming back. And they, I mean, everybody in the circle probably feels the same way. If I say something, man, I'm out. I, I, yeah, but that's why good. you have a tight circle, though, right? I mean, that's I mean, the you reason would think why. that. I would want somebody in my circle to be like, hey, man, you're, you're just wrong here. I mean, that's, that's what friends and family are supposed to be there for. But when, it's, when it comes down to the, the dollars and cents, it's like you don't want to lose that cash cow, so you ain't, you're not going to stand up to him. And that, that's the life he's lived his entire life because he's mm-hmm. always been a superstar. Even well, before the money, it, he was a superstar. Yeah. So even before the money, nobody was going to check him. I mean, and I, even if I, was, if I was his friend, like I wouldn't be afraid to be like, hey, man, you're just wrong. Mm-hmm. If, if you want well, because... to, I'm not in your circle anymore because of that. Hey, I'll, I'll, be, I'll make my own way, but you're yeah. wrong. Yeah, because to, 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 
I don't want anybody to lose their job over anything because I because there, there are some people who got caught on hot mics saying some really bad things. Hey, okay? I, I draw the like I'm like that, too. It's, it's so hard to get into these jobs and I don't want anybody losing their job. But when it comes down to like racism, like, yeah. I don't you buy go yeah, dig wrong. yourself a, a, a grave. Yeah, because because at I the end of the day, that's how that's the that's the true person you really are, because, you know, sometimes that, that stuff comes out, you know, and yeah. Hey, but Glenn, Glenn Concert, like we've been listening to him in this area for years, like 20 plus. And he has, I mean, he's not that type of person, nor yeah. that guy. He just, unfortunately, he by, just made by, it by every account. If you're, if you're from this area, by all accounts, Glenn Concert is a good dude. Like yeah. nobody has anything bad to say about that guy. Um, and what happened, like it was a mistake and it was a perfect storm of mistakes. Like for, for him to say what he said and then to just coincidentally have the, the kid's dad go through all that stuff like that's there's no way like if he if he had any inkling, inkling that there was another guy named kevin porter out there with that kind of it. there's no way he goes on that road it's just nope. it that's just bad luck yeah um and just a, just a mistake um yeah, and, and 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 the fact what i'm saying about lebron nobody checking him is is reinforced by the fact here in this new york post article where he's doubling down on the fact that he he's saying I stand by my tweet. I stand by everything I said. Like mm -hmm. no contrition, no apology, no no humility. Like just like that's clown, immature type behavior. It's not even like you messed up. You're not acknowledging it. Yeah, I, I stand by everything I said, even though you know you're wrong. Like that's a that's that he's that's clown. That, that might no. Nah, I ain't gonna say. I was gonna I was gonna say that might knock him out of my top something just for being a clown. But I'll leave it on the basketball court. The, but that's, that's clown why, behavior, though. That's why. That, that, that's why. Like, I hate to say this, but that's why you have to keep certain things out of sports, right? Like, you have your views. That's great, but if you're not using your platform for, like, helping the NBA be, to become like better, because everybody can become better. It's just that it's hard because, as you said, if no one checks them, and, and I'm surprised the commissioner didn't come out and say, "Hey, LeBron." You gotta like stay, you you have to think, but there's no chance Adam Silver will ever stand up to LeBron. Uh, it's too that's much. That's like David Stern standing up to Jordan. That was never gonna happen either. Like, nah, but Jordan, I don't think Jordan will ever put out something like that. If, well, if Jordan stuck to basketball. He said Republicans yeah. buy shoes too. Like yeah. that, he did not get. But LeBron does get out into the other arenas. So, and I'm I I, I embrace that. I applaud that. But if you're gonna do it, be consistent with it. Like. What like uh, Ennis Cantor has been getting on his case, and Ennis Cantor is a clown by all accounts too. Um, I'm not supporting his. I'm not backing him at all. Um, but he has a point when he says that LeBron won't stand up to China and the situation with the Uyghurs there and how they treat their Muslim population. Like he could mm -hmm. easily put out a tweet and be like, uh, "China, you know, y'all are. This is not cool. This is these injustices are are not okay. Just something to to mm -hmm. like acknowledge what's going on there. And he won't like because there's mm -hmm. too much money involved. That's, that's, that's disgusting to me. But, it is. See, the thing is, know. I was talking, the funny thing is, whatever you said, I said to Arthi, and Arthi was like, don't bring, don't, don't say anything like this on your show, because you want to, you want to keep it strictly sports. But when you dabble in both I'm arenas. I'm not going down a political road here. This is not oh, politics. No, 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 no. This is just What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, that, 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 
the 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 stuff that he's dabbling in is is both like he has his hands in both arenas right so at the end of the day you have to be very very careful because a lot of people look up to you you know what i'm saying a lot of people read your stuff and they don't even like go do research whatever he says they they, they blindly follow at times so yeah. what we're trying to get at is be very careful of like, like like please like you know what we're trying to say is it's it's good that you're getting involved in everything but make sure you have your total facts and you make sure you do your research before you start tweeting things out of emotion because yeah, sometimes like a noble and contour yeah and that's the thing that i was like did he even because if he's right if he's saying something did he watch the game like he's retweeting somebody else <laughs> well and also like you know players on the wizards reach out to bradley bill and be like hey what kind of man is uh is glenn contour is that who he is is that like if you heard yeah. stuff like that about him like just ask somebody about him before you just flop at mm-hmm. the mouth or even like, Chris Miller, like like another like, like another reporter off the record or something. But you know what? Here nor there. Like, I mean, I'm okay with changing the subject. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. hot about this nonsense. Glenn Conter is a good dude. Glenn, I support you, so support us. Yep. <laughs> let's uh, let's oh to, to get into another top issue. <laughs> what about uh, um, our boy AB? Because <laughs> I tweeted out um in our on, on our thing that. What he did was like was not cool, and he may have played his last game in the NFL because of that. Um, there's more details to his little antics than I thought, mm-hmm. but I would say this: even though they 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 whatever that thing is, you have to be professional and handle it outside the arena. I mean, if you're upset, don't go in the game. Just sit sit on the bench, pout, do whatever. But you're part of a team, you're part of an organization and you're taking what they did away. That was a great comeback against the Jets, even though the Jets weren't playing, like, you know, that was a great comeback and yeah. you're, you're taking it away and making it all on you. Whatever the incident may have been, not getting your bonus or not getting that, you still had one more game to play. You could have played that major bonus. <laughs> so I just feel that I, he was such a great, great player. I don't know what happened from that time with his Steelers till now. I just don't know. Maybe he, he needs some, maybe he needs counseling or maybe he needs to find somebody that he can help him, but he's not playing in the NFL anymore after this. I'm sorry. Like, that's how I feel because, and it's, and, and it hurts because he's such a great talent. I mean, you can't guard him. If he's on his game, you cannot guard Antonio Brown. And it's sad to see how a great player has fallen from grace. Yeah, and I think um, I think our views on this are probably a little bit different. Um, like I'm, people are playing into uh, Bruce Arians and, and even Tom Brady's words when it comes to the mental health situation with Antonio Brown, and people are posting comments about, "Oh, we have CTE and all this stuff," and he hasn't been the same since the perfect hit and concussions and all that. Mm. And um, they hope he gets the help he needs and all this stuff. I'm not going down that road at all with him. I'm not excusing his jerk behavior over mental health. Um, some people are just jerks. I think Antonio Brown is mm. just a jerk. I don't mm. think he has any mental health issues. I think he's just, he's an a-hole. Um, oh. If you know him, he's probably an a-hole. I don't know mm. anything about him. I never met him. Um, mm. His behavior on and off the field, everything to me points to a-hole. None of it points mm. to this dude has mental health issues. Some people are just bad people. I don't know mm. if he's a bad dude, but he's definitely a jerk and an a-hole from what I can see. Um, and then what happened in the, in the game, 
Um, I'm not putting that all on him either. Mm-hmm. If if somebody if my if I was I played football, um, I wasn't good ever, but I was on a team. If if a coach came up to me and said, "Hey man, you're cut in the middle of a game," I might do exactly what Antonio Brown did, um, dancing off the field like that, throwing my stuff in the crowd. How you how you gonna come up to him? I don't care what he did on the sideline. You don't go up to a player on the sideline and say you're cut in the middle of a game, like so. Bruce Arians handled that completely wrong, and I think he has kind of hinted towards that without actually saying it after the fact. But mm-hmm. um, and again, I'm not excusing what Antonio Brown did by any means. Um, they both both sides were wrong in the situation. I, I think I tweeted that out uh, saying yeah. that there is there is wrong on both sides here. Um, and the te- like Tampa can't nobody on that organization, none of his teammates can come out and say what they think about it because there might be some legal issues involved oh, yeah. with the way mm-hmm. they handled that, the way they cut him, knowing that he was injured. That's why he's working on getting the MRIs and stuff. Now you can't just cut an injured player like that. So if it comes out that he needs surgery and all that, there this is going to go down. This ain't over. Mm-mm. So they're yeah. being careful about what they say. His agent is being careful about how they handle this going forward. Mm. But you were touching on like talent. That's why I think he will play in this league again because he's just he's so good. He's mm-hmm. a bad dude. He's a jerk. His antics, like the way he did the Raiders dirty. Um, yeah. He's gonna get another shot because he's good. He's like thirty three at this point, I think. I think. So, I mean, yeah. but, but he's still it, a top flight receiver in this game. Chance on him like that though, like somebody's going to. Tampa did yeah. because of Brady, but he's so good that somebody's. Like, all it takes is him to say, you know, I took a counseling session, whether he did yeah, or the not. The thing is, like, going back to your CT, I didn't even know all that. I just think that he just needs there somebody. There have a lot of tweets talk. about that this week. Really? Yeah. Because for me, I just think he just needs somebody to talk to because he has so much anger, like so much anger inside of him that I don't think he knows how to, like, express it. So when he gets angry, the only way he knows how to express it is the way he did in the games and things. Because if someone tells you, okay, you're a grown man, you're cut. I mean, yeah, heated arguments happen. Maybe that was one way of Bruce Arians trying to motivate him, but I highly doubt that because Bruce Arians, I mean, you shouldn't say that in the middle of a game to one of your best receivers, like you're cut. I mean, you can be like, hey, you're not playing right now. Go sit down to take a break and come back, you know? That's how you should have kind of posed it. But even though he, whatever the words that were exchanged, you can, if I was in like, okay, cool, if I'm cut, all right, what I would have done, I would have sat at the corner and I, I would have waited until the end of the game when the reporters came up to me and I would have said some things, would have been like, listen, I was injured. This is why. This is the exchange. And and and, and I'm just going to leave it at that, you know, because as a man, right, you don't go to another man and say you're cut. Like, I don't care what it is in, in, in a professional setting. Not if, in the middle of a game. Not in the middle of a game. Just, that's he's he's too old to be acting yes. immature like that. Yes, and that's bushly. That's very bushly. I understand you. You got hot in the moment at what Antonio Brown was saying about not wanting to go back in the game because he wasn't getting targets. I get it. So right. if you're mad, step away. Have another yep. coach go talk to him and see if he'll go back in. If not, kick him off the sideline. Be like, "Hey, man, yeah. we don't want you on the sideline well, right now." Though. See, you don't go up to him and say you're off the team like that. Yeah. What do you expect him to do when you say that? that see, you're that, lucky he only did I'm... what he did. Like yeah. I would have taken everything off of him. That's all, y'all. I'm out here. Dale's gonna go streaking. Yep. Gonna, I'm streaking. Hey, have you? Did you ever watch the show Ballers? Yes. You did with The Rock. Yes, yes. Very and good so show. You remember the the John David Washington, like Denzel's son, his character. Yeah. Like that's yeah, Antonio we... Brown. Like it's loosely based on him. And oh. so um, his dad, uh, John David Washington, his his character's dad, 
in the show was a football player too and like they didn't have a yeah. relationship but then they they tried to like repair things you know mm -hmm. as, as the show went on um do you know who antonio brown's dad is no his dad's name is eddie brown um and he's the greatest arena league football receiver ever he Wait, was the greatest arena arena league? he was the greatest arena league receiver ever and so um he did, he never knew his dad and so I, that makes me wonder like coming from a similar situation not that i played or not that my dad played but i never knew my dad either and i, I don't have any anger about that but i know that some people who are in situations like that they do and i wonder you know knowing that his dad was who he was and um, I wonder if he has some like anger internally, like driving him to be as great as he is. But then like that anger also manifests in other ways. Like I'm not a mental health, health professional, so I ain't trying to diagnose him. That's why I don't go down that mental health highway either. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if some of his anger comes from that. Like, I don't know. I mean, in all honesty, we, I mean, that's a great possibility, but it's just that like, like if you check his career from his, his rookie year to maybe, his fourth year with the with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, everything was hunky dory. Nothing happened. I mean, there were stories. There were stories. There were stories. The there were stories about, behind about, the scenes, even in college, about he was just a hot hothead. He, he a hothead. Hot. Some people just you burn know, hot. Maybe, as you said, maybe he's just not a good dude. But I always like to like you. You know my saying: like I'll give you the benefit of the doubt until you prove me wrong, right? Until like you know, because because we we all like everybody, but until you scorn me, I'll I'll give you. Until you scorn me, I'm not going to trust you at that point. How many more bridges has he's going to burn until someone's going to be like, it's done with? You know, see for a player for a player like Kaepernick, um, people say he wasn't a good quarterback, and that's why he's not in the league. You mm. know, fine, I think it was fine, but I'll give you that. Um, but with a guy like Antonio Brown, like no matter what he does, if you can play, like you're going to have play. a spot. Like, See, that's the thing, though, because I think because I tweeted that out because I just felt that like if he handled it a little bit better, he would have had an offer the next day. If, if, if he got cut or whatever. Well, he, it's not like a, like I've been saying about how we handle it. It's not even how we handled it. Like mm -hmm. if he handled it like that and the true story of what happened came out, everybody gets it. But once when it happened, immediately the Bucks went into spin mode, and their message got out there first. With their message getting out there first, that's what's in everybody's head. That's their mess, Their first message is not the truth, but yeah. that's what everybody heard first, and that's all everybody thinks about. So Antonio Brown know, needs help. He he needs yeah. some. We hope he gets the help he needs. Tom Brady, the first day, I hope he gets the help he needs. No hard feelings. I just want him to get the help he needs. Like he don't need any help. <laughs> he needs Bruce Arians to act like a coach and not a like a, an a hole. Not yeah. saying somebody to somebody you're cut. Like, mm -hmm. what help do you need from that? Like, I get yeah. that. It's almost like you know, there's a, the old saying: "There's your side, there's my side, and there's the truth." Yeah. And the truth always comes out eventually. Yeah. And I, I'm willing to bet you, or bet our audience and our, and our listeners that. There's something brewing behind the scenes because you don't go up on the front foot saying, because, you know, I have my feelings about what happened and I said it and I can't and, and I'm not going to take it back because that's how I felt. I mean, I, I will always stick by somebody if they're telling the truth. And I might even change the way I, I think about Antonio Brown. If this comes out that he was really injured and and he doesn't think I'm going to say, hey, after this year, Bruce Arians has to get checked. I'm sorry. He has to get checked. The, the fact something. of it, he really is injured. Like there's there, nobody can dispute that. The severity mm. of the injury, they might be in dispute about that. But he he was playing on a hurt ankle, like it was swollen. You can see in the picture he he put out there, and there were pictures of him in practice before that. 
on a, on a severely swollen ankle. So he's hurt. Um, and he was shot up like they always do to get him on the field. Um, but, you know, like I, like I said, at the end of the day, there was wrong on both sides. Um, yeah. I don't know yeah. that he – I wouldn't have handled that any differently than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bucks could have – like the messaging, they could have – they could have done it better. I, could, I could say they could have done it better, but that's how NFL teams do it. They spin. They they yeah. they mm-hmm. do whatever it takes to paint themselves in a positive light and protect the yeah. shield. It's not about the human beings playing the game. It's about the shield. That's at the end of the day, that's it. And yeah. it's been successful for them. So how can you question it? Well, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's a business, right? Do you want to protect their? If you play in the league, you got to know what you're getting into, and that's what it yep. is. It yeah. ain't about you. It's about the shield. Uh-uh. You got to yep. accept that. Yep. And so, once you do. It's almost like it's it's almost like you you're you're not playing for yourself or the team you're playing for for that shield that, that's you, on your you play and you get your money and you get out healthy. Yeah. Don't don't well, worry about your team like it ain't about that because the team don't care about you. The second you're cut, like even your teammates aren't really thinking about you like that anymore. Like mm. you're only you're only in the family when when, when you're in the family. Once you're mm. out of the family, it's like some guys keep in touch, but even that falls off over time. It's like you know. Just if I if my boy, I'm not gonna let him play football. But if he somehow falls in that direction, I'll be like, hey, get in, play ten years, and and get your money and get out healthy. I mean, don't worry about anything else. Barry Sanders did the same thing, man. Barry Sanders was like, I mean, he Calvin did. Johnson, he knew. All, yeah. yeah, Calvin Johnson, yeah, because his body was taking a beating. So yeah. I mean, there, and that's the thing, though, right? Like that's what frustrates a, a lot of us is these guys are putting their bodies on the line for that team, right? And at the end of the day, they're just treating them like dollar signs. It's just like it's they just are commodities. Sad. They're not human beings. They're commodities. They're a means yeah. to an end, and that's why you have to look at you have to treat yourself. The league is not going to treat you like a human being. No. So you got you got to take care of yourself. You don't trust mm-hmm. team doctors. Like you don't. You always get a second opinion. The team doctor is going to say whatever it takes to get you back on the field. They're not worried yeah. about your health. And yeah. I, we touched on this in the previous show too. I'm not going to go down that road again. But yeah. like if I was advising a player going into the league right now, that's the stuff I would tell them. Mm-hmm. I'll so, always tell them, always make sure you have a really good lawyer and a really good doctor before you get into anything. Yeah. And good accountants. Yeah. And a good accountant. Yeah. yeah. And a good uh, accountant. Let's get off. Let's switch gears because this is, this is, these topics, these past two are, these are hot button topics uh, in, 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 the, in the sports world and, in, and on me. I, you know, it's making me heated here. So mm-hmm. let's slow yeah, things down. And let's, let's slow things down and talk about the uh, <laughs> Washington football team closing out the season. Um, you can go ahead and kick things off with that, and I'll uh, gather my thoughts and regroup here and, and join back in. <laughs> the woosah. Yeah, woosah. take a deep breath, and, you know. Wow, man. I, we told you this show is going to be good this year, th- th- today, but um, I guess the Giants, who cares? I mean, who cares? In all honesty, if they lose, draft pick. If they win, draft pick. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not going to have Montez Sweat's not playing. Um, some people are not playing. I mean, I'm not even going to watch. I probably won't even watch the game because I'm like, what is it for me to invest my time and energy? Like, who cares? I mean, the draft stock. I mean, what's but what was surprising was when they asked Jack Del Rio, are you going to be here next year? He's like, I don't know. So no, he said no. He, I think he started out saying that, and then huh. by the end of his interview, though, he said, "There's no question." He said, "I'm going to be here." It's like, oh, is that what he said? Yeah, it is, it, he's like the way he was saying that. It was like it's not even up to Ron. He was like, huh. "I'm going to be here." 
So okay, uh, yeah, there there's no question. Um, unless he gets fired, which is not going to happen. There that doesn't really happen. Um, he'll so he'll be here. So I think what they're going to do is see the thing is th- see that's the thing I don't like is when they start saying these things and they say, oh, I'm going to be here and all that. And, and then when they ask the question about the quarterback, oh, it's still a situation, you know, you know it, it's going to be considered. Just be truthful and be like, we're going to look for a quarterback in the draft. Just be honest. You have to. I mean, there are like, like if it's your first round pick, I don't think, in my opinion, they should go after a quarterback in the first round because they're not, I mean, you can get them in the third or fourth. I mean, the guys are coming out now, it's third or fourth round guys. I would look more into maybe like an offensive lineman or maybe a corner or a safety because Landon Collins, I mean, I like what they're doing with with him coming creeping him to the box, but that can't be a role in the future. It just can't because you you need to cover safety. Well, that can be a role going forward, but to do that, like the rest of your secondary has to be like top notch. And right now I'm not, I mean, it might, they might be there. Um, it's it's really hard to know without their pass rush being what they predicted it to be, um, mm-hmm. and so that's something we'll have to see how that plays out as the off season goes on. Um, as far as drafting a quarterback, like I was thinking before they re-signed Leno, and I I put out a tweet about that. I'll touch on that later. But before they re-signed him, um, I was thinking they would go left tackle with that first pick. That's what I was thinking they needed to show up the most. Um, now that that's done, um, you know this is completely off the wall and out of left field, I'd go crazy and draft quarterback first and second round. I spend my first two picks on them and then get Kyle Allen and the F out of here. Um, keep Heineke and have him as the guy with two rookies on the mm-hmm. roster and just develop. I mean, or just battle it out. Just, yeah, just take a shot. Get mm-hmm. first two picks on quarterbacks and then see what happens. Um, because there are such dire straits when it comes to that position. And mm-hmm. that is the most important position in the league and for this team because the rest of the um, roster is not so horrible. Yeah, they need a receiver, but you can probably get a good receiver in the third round. I mean, look at McLaurin. So yeah. take a shot there on a receiver. And then uh, the rest of the draft also spend those picks on the offensive side. Like you're, you're going to lose settle. You probably lose Payne. I don't think Payne wants to be here anymore. But those are guys you can move and bring in other assets. Um, to go aside, go alongside uh, Allen and Sweat and mm-hmm. uh, Chase Young when he yeah. comes back. I'm not worried about the defense as much. And I sat down on the previous show. They got to get the offense squared away. When you've got mm-hmm. defensive coaches in Rivera and uh, Del Rio. The defense is going to be fine um, as long as they're healthy. You need a linebacker, but you can get one up free agency. I want, I want them to get this offense squared away, though. This is um, going to be Ron's last shot to do that. So. Yeah, because I, I just feel that Terry, if he was on another team, he'll be superstar. Man. Like superstar. Look at the numbers not... he's putting up with no quarterback. Yeah. And and and, and that's what's so frustrating because I kind of compare him to Santana Moss. Like <laughs> Santana Moss, if he had a if he had a legitimate quarterback, like I guarantee he'll be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like no question. <laughs> For his size, like, man, he was real yeah. solid, real solid receiver. Yeah. And that's why I, because I, 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 that's why like Terry McLuhan, if he can get a quarterback that stabilizes, that can throw him and get him the ball at the correct angle, I mean, dude, like thousand yard seasons are no uh, will be like a distant. He'll be going for fifteen hundred a year, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy season. to get thousand, but but yeah, it's especially just, with the seventeen game season now, you know, it's a little easier. But 
Oh, oh yeah, 17 games. Sorry, I'm always thinking about the old, like, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, for me, man, it's like, for us, like, we want a champion. Like, it's been 20 years, and with Dan Snyder at the helm, no, he's not, been, he's a senior. And it's been 31 years. 31 years, okay. So 31 years, it's just that, like, I remember the glory days because when I came into this country back in the eighties, the red, I mean, the football team and back then the Redskins were like the creme de la creme. They made the playoffs. They were good. They were like, you know, you knew what you're going to get. That was all because of ownership GM and coach and all the coaches that were underneath it. I don't see that relationship now. I think um, I read a tweet somewhere that says, you know, maybe you get the NFL to have Dan Snyder sell the team. That's not going to happen. No, no. Because they tried that. They tried. They, they gave it their best shot. They um, did. But he I finds mean, a way to beat them, man. He finds and the only a way. thing. The only thing that came out of them giving it their best shot was he bought out the minority owners. So he's got even a bigger ownership stake now. I think he might be. Is he? He's I think majority. he might be the full. He was always majority. But I think he bought out all of the other minority owners. He might yeah, he did get fully Yeah, I think so he, that was the he, result of their more. play there. So I mean, that failed spectacularly. Yeah. See, that, that's the thing, though, right? I, I just feel like if he was a CEO of a company, he'll be fired. He'll he'll just be like, "I'm sorry, this is not working." The board would have voted him out. The Papa John lost Papa John's because <laughs> they got the majority. And then yeah. that uh, that dude uh, was it George Zimmer who had Men's Warehouse. He he lost his company. Oh too. yeah, he lost his too. <laughs> Uh, see, you can't even give up the majority share because them fools they'll stab you in the back with yeah. the quickness. Um, yeah. But, but to, you know, we we spend a lot of time on these topics running up against it here. Let's um, <clears throat> let's jump into the team name real quick um, and give some uh, quick predictions on that before we close so, out the, the Washington. Football I thought season. it was going to be the Washington Sentinels because that would have been an awesome name. It's uh, that, yeah, it's still up in the air. Yeah. Well, somebody was saying it was going to be like the Washington, like renegades or the, I mean, I was like, you can't tell with the blurred image. Come on, let's be real. Mm -hmm. All right. And and you're not going to go with Red Bulls because the Minnesota. Yeah. Like somebody was tweeting like, Oh, um, they're going to pull up. But the only thing I can agree with is they shouldn't go on NBC four and share that with the entire national media. People were saying, Oh, maybe just to get everybody to like it. I'm like, who cares at this point? We're yeah, the, that's, we're that's frankly base. that's frankly kind of lame that they're going up to New York to do that. Um, yeah, it should be it should be something that takes place, and in, in Washington D.C. I mean that's where the team is. But but uh, the Snyder's have a close relationship with whatever is going on in New York. They do everything up there, so that's just that's their thing. Um, but quick predictions. What do you what Memorial. do you think it's going to be? Your final answer. What do you think the name is going to be? Renegades. Got to got to nail it down. So you're picking Renegades. Um, I've seen the Arab Bulls thrown out there. I don't hate that. I'm kind of indifferent uh, on that one. If it's, if it's the Admirals, that'll be fine. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've heard Warthogs, too. Um, that's another one I wouldn't really hate. Um, I, Warthogs are ferocious animals. They'll, they can kill a person, like, easily. But um, remember, I think if I have to nail it down. When I say Washington War, I remember the indoor soccer league. <laughs> yeah, I remember that team, too. Um, if I got to nail it down, if I have to pick one, I'll, I'll go with... <laughs> Admirals, I'll go with that. Yeah, Final yeah. answers. Final answer. Final answer. Not, not not what I want. It's just what I think it's gonna be. I think yeah. it'll be that. What would or you want like Um Thirty seconds. I think Warriors would be sweet. Yeah, but I think they don't want it because of the I know. Landscape. I know. I no, no, like they don't. Too. It's not that they don't want it because oh. they don't want any ties to anything close to Native American imagery. <sighs> That's. So. 
Yeah, that's that, that's that's the hard part because any cool name is related to Native Americans. <laughs> like, yeah. like even Renegades, I think they may have a humbug with it, but but I like Renegades because if you're a Renegade, you are like going against the grain. You're trying something new, and like you're going to be tough as nails. You're not going to get beat. But we'll see on February. What was it? February Sentinels 2nd? would be cool though. I used to watch the X Men cartoon back in the day, and the Sentinels were cool. So yeah, um, but we'll see. February second. We'll so, um, I said this last week, not even worth really getting into with the Broncos and their situation, but I'll just touch on them real quick um, since I'll be heading back there, you know, at some point in the end of the month and then we'll be, be doing more Colorado-based stuff. But touching on them real quick, um, they got to get – they're not going to get rid of their GM. They're not going to get rid of Elway. They got to get a quarterback. Um, I would be for bringing Bridgewater back to mentor a quarterback, but not to be the starter. Not to get Drew Locke out of there. Um, the defense will be healthy again next season, so they should be fine. Um, Fangio is gone. Who, who I would look for as a coach, maybe Leftwich um, or whoever Aaron Rodgers wants, maybe his offensive coordinator in Green Bay, um, whatever it takes <laughs> to get him there. I think he's going to end up in Denver. If, I think if I had to make a prediction right now, that's, I'm calling that. And so Denver's going to be solid next season. Going forward, they'll be fine. Mm. Whoever's going to be the coach will luck box into that situation, mm-hmm. and, and Fangio won't get a chance to screw that up. So. That's my thoughts. If Rodgers goes to, I'm going to say Baker to Baker Mayfield. No chance. No No chance. 0% (laughs) chance. No No. chance. He, that Denver is not a tough media market, but if he went there, he wouldn't be able to handle it Um, because the fans there, like they have Denver downtown, right downtown, you have all the major teams, but the fans there only care about the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Um, So the the fans there will eat him alive because he's too inconsistent. Um, as a quarterback, um, he wouldn't last there a second. That's 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 Aaron Rodgers' city. Like he'll first of all, he'll love living there, and then the fans like all it takes. He won't have to win a Super Bowl. Just go there and be okay, and he can retire in Denver like Peyton Manning did, and it'll be his city. So I, I think he's yeah. going to end up there. Um, yeah. You don't think Russell's going to come up to Denver? No, I, I think he's going to go going to want to a, go to a bigger media market. So. Mm. Um, okay. I, this is something I tweeted about, too, as far as Baker Mayfield. Um, we can quickly get into this, too. Um, I think the best situation for him, but it ain't going to happen, would be New Orleans. I think Sean Payton could fix him. Um, but I think he's going to end up in a, in a situation where he's going to get overpaid and end up costing a coach and GM their jobs. Probably yep. a place like, not Chicago, because they have Justin Fields, but something similar to that, where mm-hmm. things are teetering, and then they're going to bring him in, hoping, he, hoping he's the savior, and he's not. So I, I don't right. like him. I've already said that before. Well, um, let's wrap it up. I mean, that was a it's a great show, guys. I mean, you know, we, we, we touched don't have on to be some, done, huh? <laughs> we don't have to be done. I could, I'll edit this part out too, but we can we can keep going. We were just spending too long on like watching the football. This don't worry about this part. I'll take all this out so we can talk. About okay, I was just like I was like, okay, um, are we wrapping it up? I'm sorry, I, I wanted to go some more. I was like, let's do this. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'll um I'll I'll stop it here. I'll stop the recording here uh, when I'm posting it, and then I'll pick it up. So I'm gonna say right now that we're gonna take a quick break. And then I'll bring us back. Then I'll pause and then I'll bring us back so I can edit that and pick it up there. So everybody, we're going to take a quick break here and then pick things back up. Um, we got a, a couple more things to talk about and then we're going to close out the show after that. So maybe like 10 more minutes, but we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back. And we are back. So we're going to jump right into the uh, Chargers-Raiders matchup for this final playoff spot in the AFC and give some predictions on that and then steer right into the college football championship and then uh, close out the show with one last topic. So here we go. Uh, who you got? Ooh, I have to go with the Raiders, man. I mean, there's some like luck with them, and they're and they're, they're playing great football. 
you, you can't take anything away from them. I mean, Derek Carr silenced all his critics. He's playing at a high caliber level that we all expected him to play at. Some people didn't. Defensively, they're playing well. The, the tighten up games and they're winning the close games now. Um, I mean, the Chargers, yeah, they're good. I mean, if 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 Justin Herbert wants to make that next step, he has to beat them and he has to win a playoff game. That's his next steps. That's that's in his young career. I don't see that happening, so I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, I think that's a good call because it is. It's in Vegas, so that definitely helps them out. And um, it's hard to root against Derek Carr and everything that that team has has been through this season, um, through no fault of their own. Through no, I mean, through no fault of his own, his own or his his teammates that are still there. Um, they're just playing hard, playing football. You got a clown coach and then a couple of clown players, um, but. You know, so like I said, it's hard to root against them. And I, I'm pulling for them to go ahead and pull it out. But if I had to predict or bet the game, I mean, I, th- I think the Chargers are going to win it. Um, you think? Mm-hmm. I think this will be the time that Justin Herbert steps up and makes that that leap to um, from from very good quarterback to uh, elite status. Oh. Um, I think he makes that move in this game. Um, okay. I think they're going to go out and take care of business. Again, I'm rooting for the Raiders, though. If the Raiders win the game, I'll be, I'll be cheering as hard as anybody in Vegas or Oakland or even L.A. if there are some remnant fans there. I'm pulling for those guys. I just I don't see it happening, though, unfortunately. If, if San Diego wins, they're in the playoffs, right? Or they're already Whoever in the... wins is in. Oh, whoever wins is in. Okay, okay. And if they tie, they're both in. <laughs> Wait, I'd what? Square, I'd square some kind of deal away to get that make that happen. But... <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah. But um, so like, whoever hey, wins is in. Like... <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I didn't. I didn't know that. that that's uh, pretty wild. If they if they tie their both in, yeah. holy cow! <laughs> pretty crazy, but yeah, but I think I think the Chargers are going to go ahead and get it and get in. Okay, so we can go from that into the big game on Monday night, uh, yeah. Alabama Georgia. Who you got? I know who you got. <laughs> I got Georgia. Yeah, I got Georgia because yeah. the only thing that worries because I a I'm not a big fan of Alabama. I mean, they just win too much and they need to like, and they're not that, they're not the Alabama team, but that Georgia front, they're going to, they're not going to make the same mistakes twice. And if they do, they're idiots. I'm sorry. They're idiots. They can't make the same mistakes twice on offense. They can't make the same mistakes twice on defense. But what worries me is their safety position or the cornerback position that one of their guys that got hurt in the Michigan game, if they're, if he's not playing, if that's that freshman playing, Alabama's going to exploit that. I mean, because you can't let that Alabama quarterback have that much time because he picked them apart that team at when they played him in the early on the season. I want Georgia to be those bulldogs, those dogs that go after him and do that blitzing. So that means they can get number 15, who's like a mechanical engineer, apparently, who's super, super smart to like wreak havoc. That's all I want. And I, and I think the final score is going to be 40 to 30. Georgia's favor. So you gave a good analysis and breakdown there, and I like I like everything you said, but <laughs> I don't I don't really have like I can't I can't beat the way you broke down the game, so I'm not even going to try. I just I'm just basing it on on, on gut feel, and uh, my gut feel is that Alabama is going to win. Um, just and I'm not rooting for them. I I'm not rooting for them. I don't. They've won enough. I don't care about them like that. I wouldn't mind uh, you know Georgia getting one here, but I just I don't see it. Um, I think Alabama is going to win. Um, right now, uh, Georgia's favored by two and a half. Um, mm. And I guess that makes sense. Um, they were the better team throughout the regular season until they met, you know, and they lost. Um, but I just, but if I'm betting and I'm, I can, and I can get Alabama getting points, like I'm taking that all day. So I think yeah. Alabama's going to win. Yeah. Cause 
what Georgia needs to do, in all honesty, is run that three three tight end set offense because they got three big body tight ends that can run like wide receivers. And that's what Michigan couldn't handle. And Michigan couldn't handle the physicality and the speed of their defense. Not saying that Alabama can't, but this is not the same Alabama teams of old where they can just come out and bull rush you. They've lost some games to some teams that they shouldn't have, shouldn't have lost to. And also they've lost – and then most of their games were pretty close. Florida was close. Um, I think another game that they played were close. But this team can be beat. And if they utilize it correctly, because if I was if I was Georgia, I'll just look at what we did wrong against Alabama and not do those same things. <laughs> yeah, like I said, your breakdown was good. It's, it's very convincing. It's just yeah, I'm playing. I mean, I'm playing. I'm playing history. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think. I, I think. Mean, I think. You the, can't in go this, wrong with history. In this matchup of coaches, I think Georgia's zero and four. So, yeah. So yeah, I, you know. Every maybe dog has do. his day. Maybe maybe it's the do theory. So. It is. I was like, I was like, every dog has his day. <laughs> yeah, could be. That could be it. Right. Um, we had we had one more topic to get into, but I'm gonna save it for the next show because this is one where I could get um, you know, passionate about it, kind of sentimental too. So I'll save it because I could run along. I'll, we can pick start the next show with it, and okay. um, we can go ahead and end things here. Um, if y'all stuck with us throughout the entire show, I really appreciate it. Um, we had a lot of hot button issues to touch on, and I, I think it was uh, overall a good show. I think we got some good thoughts out there, and hopefully, um, you know, maybe somebody can well, get back to LeBron or something. That will be cool so we can see, you know, somebody can check them. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll kick it over to you to go ahead and close us out. Thank you all again. Thanks again. Thanks, you guys, again, for joining us on a, on a chilly Saturday morning for about an hour or so of your time to listen to us. Uh, please like and subscribe to our channel. Um, please, uh, our Twitter is at the Talking Hats. Um, tweet us. We're open to any conversation. We're open to any any constructive criticism you guys have. I hope uh, you guys have a, a prosperous 2022. Um, help us grow our channel. We'll help you guys as well. You know, we follow back 100. Yeah, we'll follow you guys back. We'll we'll have a good banter back and forth. And you can't get any better than the H and D. So engage. Let's argue. Throw something out of us. Yeah, we'll we'll love to we'll love to go and you know battle you guys. We'll we'll, we'll love a good healthy debate, you know, because we're not saying that we know it all, but we're pretty good at what we do. So, <laughs> but at the end of the day, thank you guys so much. Love and peace for y'all, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Yes, indeed. Signing out. Talking hats out. Talking hats out.